Buzz's League. Hello and welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. We're going to be talking about the week that was Magic Round and what a week it was, really. Magic Round, a lot of surprises there. The tips did not go well whatsoever. Had an absolute shocker. But first of all, big announcement. It was a big week for the podcast because we reached 5,000 all-time downloads. I want to thank everyone who has listened to the podcast over the past few weeks. We have been getting numbers upon numbers upon numbers. Shocking numbers, honestly. Didn't think that I was going to go this far this early. And some people are going to be like, oh, what are you talking about, mate? You're only on 470 followers or so. Honestly, at this stage, I probably thought that I was going to still be on around 200, 300. Uh, But I'm very happy where I'm at right now. And I'm going to keep pushing, keep going, keep getting that content out there to you guys and get those downloads going up and up and up. 5,000, I think, for me, is a huge achievement. And I want to thank all you guys for listening on as well. But let's get straight into the footy. The first game was the Knights v. the Bulldogs. Dogs and didn't we get a bit of a shock in this one? I definitely didn't think that the Knights were going to win. I wouldn't say it was a impressive performance from them. However, they had been playing better than in previous weeks. And I'm very happy for them that they did end up getting that win. They definitely deserve it. And it's been a tough few weeks for them. But it ended up getting Trent Barrett sacked from the Bulldogs. We'll talk about that in another podcast. This is the review of Magic Round. The Bulldogs v. the Knights. I honestly expected the Bulldogs to carve up in that one. I expected the Bulldogs to get a big win. People were telling me to tip against the Bulldogs. I was like, mate, what are you talking about? I'm not going ahead and tipping the Knights. I made a pact with myself not to tip the Knights. And this was purely because, purely because they were in a massive losing streak. So I wasn't going to tip them because I knew that I'd get that one wrong. Don't get me wrong. I do love the Knights. I want them to do well, uh, but I just didn't want to get any bad tips. That's what I'm going to say there. Uh, But the Bulldogs, they definitely surprised me. 16 to 6 was the scoreline. Josh Adokar was the only one to go over there for the Bulldogs. And then for the Knights, it was Edric Lee, who's just signed with the Dolphins. Bit of breaking news there. Bradman Best and Adam Clune also got over the line for the Knights. Look, as I said, it wasn't a massive performance from the Knights whatsoever. The Bulldogs were just poor. They were just poor. And honestly, with the side they have, I mean, Dufty, Naden, Adokar, Burton, Flanagan, Marshall King, who was in some good form to start the season off, uh, Josh Jackson, Davida Pangai Jr., Vaughan, who's an origin front rower, Luke Thompson. I mean, going down this list, this shouldn't be a bottom eight side. This should be close to a top eight side, but they are just really proving to us at the moment that they can't get wins together, especially against teams who aren't going generally well at the moment. And to get a loss against the Newcastle Knights, it would definitely be a bit of a stint in their confidence. They definitely won't be confident going into next week against the West Tigers as well. The West Tigers at home at Leichhardt Oval. Trent Barrett's no longer the coach as well, so they're going to have to deal with that, process that over the week, and then go into this next game against the Tigers at home, who, for the Tigers especially over the past few seasons, have really improved and starting to get some wins on the board as well. So very, very worried here for the Bulldogs. The Tigers are going to be coming in hungry. They're going to be coming in wanting this win. I definitely think this is a game that the Bulldogs can win, but 
I don't know. I think the Tigers, they're definitely going to be coming in hungry, as I said, and it's going to be a tough game. That is going to be a tough game there at Leichhardt Oval, uh, but really worried, really worried for this Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldog side. In terms of performances in this game, I thought Mitch Barnett, for his first game back, coming back into this side, I thought he played a really good game. I thought that he really stood up for his team. If you look at the stats here, he got... For a full 80 minutes of footy, 146 metres, 60 post-contact metres, 7 tackle breaks, 3 offloads, 30 tackles, 1 miss. That was a huge performance there from Mitch Barnett in a winning night side. Jeez, that feels weird coming out of the tongue. But the Knights, they managed to scrape a win together. And I think he was a real standout performance in this game. I thought Mitch Barnett played really, really well. There wasn't many standout performance. If I'm talking about standout performances, I mean, I've got to give it to my man, David Clemmer, 202 metres, 85 post-contact metres, two tackle breaks and two offloads. That was a huge performance from him as well. So the forwards, they definitely stood up. Even Daniel Saifidi, 120 metres, 46 post-contact metres, one tackle break. I mean, pretty big performances there from the forwards, and I think that's what really got them the win in this game. But yeah, the dogs... Made me start off the week 0 from 1. Not too happy about that. Then you go on to the next game, the Manly Seagulls v. the Brisbane Broncos. I tipped Manly. I don't know what I was thinking. I tipped Manly. I thought Manly were going to scrape this win. I thought it was going to be a really tight game. Wasn't I wrong? Welcome to Magic Round, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Magic Round. I really got it fed to me. 38-0 Manly lost. Adam Reynolds, take a bow. Definitely the buy of the season. 100% for me, Adam Reynolds, Chad Townsend, Nico Hines. Those three guys pretty much tied for buys of the season. The way Adam Reynolds controlled that side was just first class. It is first class. It shows the type of player he is. He is just an absolute weapon. Kicked all of his goals on the weekend, every single one. Six from six, six tries, six goals, three from Cobbo, one for Adam Reynolds himself, just shows how much of a freaking goat this guy is. Uh, and then Corey Oates getting two tries as well in this game. What a game from Adam Reynolds. I mean, I'm going to keep talking about it this whole fucking preview, but he was just sensational. He literally carried that team on his back. And they've got guys like Payne Haas, Kirk Capewell, Selwyn Cobbo, Corey Oates. He literally set up every single play. He was just sensational. He really didn't leave anything for his halves partner in Tyson Gamble. He did everything himself, literally carried this team on his back. You look at his stats over this weekend. You look at his stats in this game. He only ran for 44 meters. However, he kicked 21 times in this game for 438 meters, two try assists. You could honestly put the six and seven jersey both on Adam Reynolds' back. He's pretty much turned Tyson Gamble into a roaming lock and taken both halves positions for himself. He is an absolute weapon, just an absolute weapon. I've got the highest reps on him. Even though he left South, I've still got the highest reps on him. I think he is one of the best players in this competition at the moment. He's definitely up there behind, obviously, yeah, James Tedesco's, your Nathan Cleary's, your so on, your so forths. He's definitely up in that conversation because he is just a weapon. Then you look at the work that the front rowers put in for this team as well. Corey Jensen, 189 metres, 74 post-contact metres, two tackle breaks, 18 tackles, zero miss. Then Payne Haas, 178 metres, 74 post-contact metres, two tackle breaks, 
one offload, and 24 tackles with zero miss. Then you look at Patrick Carrigan, 189 metres, 71 post-contact metres, four tackle breaks, one offload, 18 tackles, one missed. Holy dooly. That means that this forward pack collectively... 8, 10, and 13 only missed one tackle between them. That is just an incredible stat. That is unreal. And then you look at Selwyn Cobbo. Selwyn Cobbo. He was a force in this game. 203 meters, 40 post-contact meters, three tackle breaks. For me, he has 100% locked himself in for an origin spot. I don't care where you put him, he's there. If he's in the squad... I'm happy. He has to be in there somewhere. He has definitely earned himself a spot, in my opinion. And then, on top of that, Corey Oates, 262 metres, 86 post-contact metres, five tackle breaks, three line breaks. That is just unreal. Unheard of. I love that stuff from Corey Oates. Unreal player. And I'm even more excited going into next week because Tamari Martin, unfortunately, has suffered an injury, which means that Selwyn Cobbo will most likely, and from what I've heard about the training videos, get a crack at fullback. Jordan Pereira will move on to the wing spot. Really, really interesting stuff there from the Broncos. We get to see Selwyn Cobbo ripping and tearing at fullback. He reminds us of Luttrell. He reminds us of Greg Inglis. I am so excited for this kid, and I honestly cannot wait to see him rip and tear in origin. As for Manly, they got absolutely, absolutely kicked in the dick. They couldn't be a harder kick in the dick than losing 38 to nil against the Brisbane Broncos. That is a huge, a huge thumping, especially for a Manly side that of late has been performing so well. To go down to Broncos, 38-0, it's great signs for the Broncos, but it is very worrying signs for the Manly Seagulls. Hopefully, they can recover next week. Next week, they have the Parramatta Eels. What a game. What a game that is going to be. I honestly reckon that Parramatta are going to thump them, and that's really unfortunate for them, especially because they got thumped last week. Now they're going to be thumped this week as well. Really unfortunate there for Manly, uh, but I can't wait for next week. It is going to be a really good round of footy, round 11. Uh, But we move on to the next game, the Saturday game, the 14th of May, Warriors v South Sydney. Now, as a South fan, the first half was like a dream. It was like a dream. South were doing well. They were scoring points. It was just great scenes. They really made the Warriors look silly. I even put out a tweet. I even put out a tweet. Big Les got onto the tweet generator and he put out a tweet about how the Warriors did not look the same as they had over past weeks. Then they come out in the second half and didn't they prove me wrong. 30-32, to 32, the final score. South Sydney only just securing that win there. Only just. All the Warriors needed to do was go for that two-point field goal. Sean Johnson even went for it and he shanked it. He did a Nathan Cleary from two weeks ago. But anyway, what a game. What a game. It shows you how strong this Warriors outfit is. I had no idea. Honestly, had no idea. I thought that we were going to smash them by an even larger margin going into the second half. Now, I could be dribbling to the max here, but I'm pretty sure we came out in the second half and it was 30 to nil. I'm pretty sure it was like 32 nil. Might have been 32-6. I don't remember. However... 
They came back in spectacular fa- fashion. They almost made me shit my pants. And I tell you, I wish that was a G up. I wish it was a G up, but it wasn't. They almost made me shit my pants. In terms of stats from this game, individual performances, Reese Walsh, I thought, was really evident in their comeback. I thought that he was just pretty much in everything. Pretty much in everything. He cocked one try assist, 191 meters, 51 post contact meters, four tackle breaks. One offload, pretty much everywhere on the field and really, really evident, as I said, in that Warriors comeback. I thought that he had a pretty decent performance in that one. Uh, Dejan Arcee, David Dejan Arcee was a really good shout for his uh, individual performance. Didn't really get the highest stats at all, really, but I just thought that over the past few weeks, he's been looking really slick. He looks like he's comfortable with Sean Johnson, and wouldn't you be? If there was a halves partner that you wanted to be with, it would be Sean Johnson for sure. Hey, he's just the coolest dude on the planet. The coolest dude on the planet. I'd be comfortable playing six to Sean Johnson, even though I'm a front row. I'm a goddamn front row, and I'd be comfortable playing next to SJ. I would want to do an Instagram post with him. He's that cool of a dude. He is a cool dude. The definition of cool dude is Sean Johnson. Look it up, Urban Dictionary. It's probably there. If it's not, then tell me. I'll put it there because that is the definition of cool dude. Sean Johnson is the definition of cool dude. But anyway, uh, Dejan Arcee, I thought personally that he was quite impressive. Uh, As I said, even though he didn't get the highest stats, he got 85 running meters, which for a half, as I said, is pretty good. Uh, 10 post contact meters, two tackle breaks, one line break, one line break assist. 20 tackles, three missed. I mean, that's pretty good for a half. That is pretty good for a half defensively. I thought that he was also quite evident in their comeback as well. Uh, as I said, just looked really slick with the ball. He copped a try and a try assist in that game as well. In terms of the South Sydney Rebels, Jacob Host was really unlucky to come off in the first half. Only a few minutes in. He only played two minutes of football. So really unlucky to come off there. He had a shoulder injury. Had to pop back his shoulder in. Really graphic video. Really graphic video on the South Sydney Rabbitohs page if you want to see that thing getting popped back in. But yeah, really just, I don't like those gross videos. I really don't. Um, but anyway, we'll get back onto the point. 32 to 30, South Sydney Rabbitohs winning that game. Standout performances, Tavita Totola, I thought was quite good in that game. 200 metres, 93 post contact metres, six tackle breaks, 42 tackles, three miss, 42 tackles for a front rower, take a bow. Uh, Thomas Burgess as well, I thought was pretty impressive. 158 metres, 61 post contact metres, three tackle breaks, 25 tackles and four miss. Damian Cook, 43 tackles, one miss. So really good defensive effort from the eight, nine, and 10. And Blake Taff, Blake Taff in this game was just slick. Him and Cody Walker were unreal, but uh, I'll talk about Blake Taff first because if there's a man of the match from this game, it is Blake Taff. Uh, he got 114 average meters, will run meters in this game, 19 post contact meters, two tackle breaks, two line breaks, one line break assist. He was so good, so good in that first half. He was just in everything. He copped a try assist and a try in that game as well, but. He was solid, so good, so good in that game. And then Cody Walker as well, I thought. Uh, the three try assists that he did cop were really good ones. So, yeah, really evident in the first half for South Sydney, Cody Walker. He also kicked for 181 metres. Lachlan Ilias. Lachlan Ilias. 
He kicked 12 times and 369 kicking metres. So big kicking game for Lachlan Ilias as well. It was a great first half, but I'm a bit concerned about that second half sort of letting the Warriors come back there. It's something that we do need to work on, holding on to those games. Because honestly, if we want to stick around that top eight, we've got to compete with those top eight teams. And we've got to stay in games. But anyway, moving on to the next game, it was the Titans and the Dragons, 20-16. to 16. Really, really close one. I predicted this one to be a nail-biter, and it absolutely was. 20-16 to 16 was the score. AJ Brimson scored the last try, had the last laugh, if you like, and won them the game in golden point. Both for more, Jared Wallace and Jermaine Asako also scored in this game. Two out of three goals kicked there for Jermaine Asako. And then for the Dragons, Matt Fagai, Jack DeBellin, and Moses Suley scored for them. And it was one out of three goals kicked for Zach Lomax. If he got the other two, you could argue that they would have won the game. But really good game from both sides. As I said, a real nail-biter in this one. In terms of individual performances, I thought Jaden Campbell in his return game was sensational. 266 metres, 49 post-contact metres, 13 tackle breaks, one line break. But 13 tackle breaks. 13 tackle breaks is almost unheard of. So congratulations to Jaden Campbell. He was Really, really alive in this game. He was unreal. Milwaukee Fodawaka as well, I thought was really good in this game. 213 metres, 88 post-contact metres, five tackle breaks, one offload, 35 tackles with two miss. I thought he was really good in that game. Tino for Sulamola Aoi, 219 metres, 86 post-contact metres, two line breaks, two line break assists. 31 tackles and four missed. I thought he was unreal. And then both more as well as another standout performance for me. I just think week in, week out, he puts in 100%. 135 metres, 46 post-contact metres, two tackle breaks, one offload, 39 tackles, two missed. Really shows how much of a competitor this guy is. And great performance there from the Titans. In terms of individual stats from the Dragons, Tyrell Sloan in his return game. He got 182 metres, 54 post-contact metres, three tackle breaks, two offloads, 11 tackles, four missed. Pretty good there from Tyrell Sloan. Francis Molo, I think, is another great shout in this game that performed well. I thought in the forward pack, he really set the tone. 160 metres, 66 post-contact metres, one offload, 37 tackles with two missed. And then Ben Hunt. Ben Hunt, week in, week out. Again, another competitor here. 109 metres, five tackle breaks, one line break assist, two offloads, 18 tackles, three miss, and a try assist in that game as well. Great stuff there from Ben Hunt. Moving on to the next game. It was Penrith v. The Storm. I had The Storm tipped. I would have been two from eight. I would have been two from eight, but... I picked the Panthers last minute. I changed. I was a pussy. I changed. I picked the Panthers last minute. And wasn't I smart? If there's anyone that just knows rugby league, if there's anyone that just gets rugby league, it is Big Les. Big Les just gets rugby league. He changed his tip to the Panthers. They win 32-6 over the Melbourne Storm. Holy dooly. What is going on there? Great game from Penrith. Great game from Penrith. I was cheering them on the whole way. Very happy I changed that tip. Try scorers. Nick Meaney was the only try scorer and the only goal converter. 
He scored a try and he kicked his own conversion as well. As for the Penrith Panthers, Isaac Targo got two tries. Viliami Kikau got one. Jerome Luai got one. Stephen Crichton got one. Five out of five goals from Nathan Cleary. Sort of getting back into the swing of things there with the goal kicking. Also got a penalty goal in that game as well. 32-6 to six was the final scoreline. Nathan Cleary was phenomenal. He was phenomenal in this game. Pretty much pinpoint kicking. Pinpoint kicking. Honestly, picking the team of the week this week, I could have pretty much put the whole 1-17 to of the Penrith Panthers because they all played so well in this game. It was a really big effort from them. A really big effort. How's this for a stat? Every single player, other than Jerome Luai, who still had an amazing game, and Api Corosau, and Viliami Kikau, ran for over 100 metres. Huge, huge effort. The standout players for me were the following. Isaac Targo, obviously two tries, 198 metres, 76 post-contact metres, seven tackle breaks, two line breaks, 14 tackles, one missed. Nathan Cleary, 155 metres, 20 post-contact metres, and kicked for 400, 442 metres in that game. He was phenomenal and pinpoint kicking as well in this one. James Fisher-Harris, 147 metres, 51 post-contact metres, two tackle breaks, one offload, 28 tackles, two miss. Viliami Kikau, 58 metres, 24 post-contact metres, two tackle breaks, one line break assist, one offload, 25 tackles, one miss. Isaiah Yo, 178 metres, 61 post-contact metres, one line break, one offload, 26 tackles, two miss. What about this team? The Penrith Panthers, a huge effort in this game, a huge effort. I thought that Cameron Munster, I thought that he had a pretty decent performance in this one, even though it wasn't the biggest performance. I thought that he sort of tried to carry this team on his back, except that the Penrith Panthers just got inside their heads and were too strong. But Cameron Munster, at the start of that game, his kicking as well was pretty much pinpoint. So credit to Cameron Munster. If there's one guy that I'm going to shout out in this Melbourne Storm team, it is Cameron Munster because he really showed some leadership in that game. He really did. As I said, pinpoint kicking as well, uh, but just the leadership, willing to stick in the game, willing to take this team on his back and try and set up things. It wasn't working for them. Uh, They did look a little bit scrappy, the Melbourne Storm, which was really unusual to see. But Cameron Munster, if there's anyone that stood out in that Melbourne Storm team, it was definitely him. Moving on to the Sunday game, the final day of Magic Round. The Sharks v. the Raiders. I had tipped the Sharks. The Raiders won 30-10. How on earth does this Magic Round, the footy gods are playing with us. The footy gods are playing with us, people. 30-10. The Raiders beat the Sharks. Will Kennedy was obviously out for the Sharks. So Nico Hines was at fullback. Braden Trindle was at 7 uh, but I'll read out here the stats. Try scorers for the Sharks were Sione Katoa and Royce Hunt. Nico Hines kicked one out of two goals. For the Raiders, Brad Schneider, four out of five with the goal kicking, plus one penalty goal, which brought him back to a perfect record. And the try scorers were Sebastian Chris, Josh Papali'i, Corey Harawiranara, 
Brad Schneider himself, and Hudson Young. Brad Schneider, for me, had a really good game in that one. The deputant, Zach Wolford, I have to give him some credit because he was phenomenal. He was awesome when he came off the bench for the Raiders. He really, really spiked up their attack. I thought he was unreal. In this game, Zach Wolford, he played 37 minutes in that game, a total of 37 minutes. He got 34 meters, two try assists, tackle break, a line break, and a line break assist. 20 tackles, zero missed. Imagine what this guy could do in 80 minutes of football. Honestly, excited for this guy, seeing if he starts next week. I hope he does. I reckon he's unreal. Really talented player there and awesome debut for him. Awesome debut. Would have been topped off for the try, uh, but it was a pretty decent performance considering he did only have 37 minutes of football played. But Josh Papali'i and Joseph Tapine in this game were unreal. Josh Papali'i, 102 metres, 42 post contact metres, three tackle breaks, one line break, three offloads, 34 tackles, one miss. Joseph Tapine, 132 metres, 73 post contact metres, two tackle breaks, one offload, 24 tackles, zero missed. Hudson Young, 174 metres, 54 post contact metres, Two tackle breaks, 22 tackles, five miss. I thought he was sensational. And Brad Schneider, 51 metres, 11 post-contact metres, one tackle break, 21 tackles, three missed, 154 kicking metres. Matt Frawley, 483 kicking metres. So big game for the Raiders. Great win. Ricky would be happy. Finally getting a win there for his Canberra Raiders side in Magic Round. And what a round to do it in as well against the Cronulla Sharks. Honestly, didn't think they were going to win that game. But the score was 30-10. In terms of the Sharks performances, I would have to credit Ronaldo Mulatalo. 176 metres, 53 post contact metres, 6 tackle breaks, 2 line breaks, 1 offload. And Connor Tracy, 113 average run metres. 50 post-contact metres, two tackle breaks, one line break assist, and a try assist. Moving on to the next game, it was the Roosters v. the Eels, 31-24. Really close one, real nail-biter. The Eels were coming back. Mitch Moses, take a bow. You are unreal, mate. Absolutely sensational performance. Sam Walker. James Tedesco, Joseph Manu, also take a bow. Also a sensational performance from you guys. Unfortunate that Victor Radley, he'll be out for apparently several weeks. Several weeks with a knee injury. Apparently, it appears to be syndesmosis. Could be something different, though. He's going to have scans, I think, today. So, hopefully, it's all positive things. Hopefully, it at best, it's a one- to two-week turnaround. But wow, James Tedesco in this game. He, honestly, there was discussion earlier in the in this season that Ryan Pappenhausen was going to replace him as the fullback for New South Wales. You look at the stats in this game, 263 metres, 83 post-contact metres, three tackle breaks, one offload. This guy will not be replaced until he retires. Sam Walker, although he didn't have unreal stats, if you watch that game, you would have to agree this guy is an absolute weapon, an absolute freak. He is a weapon of mass destruction. Sam Walker, take a bow. Unreal player. I reckon he might be a smoky for the Origin squad as well in the extended squad. Not in the starting squad, but definitely in consideration uh, for the extended squad for the Maroons. 
Unreal player, Sam Walker. You look at the Eels stats. You look at these Eels stats. Clint Gutherson, 194 metres, 56 post-contact metres, two tackle breaks, two offloads. Dylan Brown, 180 metres, 64 post-contact metres, two tackle breaks, one line break, one offload, 20 tackles, three missed. Mitchell Moses, one try, two try assists, 119 metres, 15 post-contact metres, three tackle breaks, one line break, a line break assist, 19 tackles, seven missed. Pretty decent performance from him as well. In terms of kicking meters, he kicked 534 meters. That's the most that we've read out so far. Isaiah Papali'i as well was a standout for me. 178 meters, 56 post-contact meters, three tackle breaks, one line break, two offloads, 36 tackles, one missed. Big performance there from Isaiah Papali'i. Ryan Madison. 172 metres, 51 post-contact metres, 10 tackle breaks, one line break, two offloads, 33 tackles, two missed. He did that off the bench and he played a total of 55 minutes of football. Imagine what this guy could do in 80, 60 even. But in 80 minutes, this guy would be unstoppable. Ryan Madison, definitely in some form at the moment, isn't he? And then the last game to close out Magic Round was the Cowboys v. the West Tigers. Try scorers were Junior Tupo and Luke Garner from the West Tigers. Jackson Hastings, two from two goals kicked. In terms of the Cowboys, Scott Drinkwater, Murray Tuolagi, Kyle Felt, Ruben Cotter. Tuolagi got a second one. Peter Hiku and Jeremiah Nanai, four out of seven goals kicked there for Valentine Holmes. But what a performance from the Cowboys. They are really something. They're really something. And I can't wait to see them versus a team like the Melbourne Storm and just compete. If they can compete against the Melbourne Storm, they're going to be unstoppable. I think they have them next week. If I'm not wrong, they have the Storm this week and they do. So this is going to be the ultimate test. This is going to really prove to us if the Cowboys are a top eight side, can go all the way, potentially even winning the premiership. It's a big call, but if they beat the Storm, they are definitely a chance. They've beaten the Eels by a big margin. They've got the Storm this week. And they've got Penrith next week. That is going to be their biggest test. Storm and Penrith back-to-back. If they can win one of those games, if not both, that for me, they are definitely a big chance at winning the entire competition. It's a big call, as I said. But as I said, if they win these games, they are definitely a chance. And it was a big game from the Cowboys in this one. In terms of stats, individual performances, Scott Drinkwater immediately catches my eye. 105 running meters, 19 post-contact meters, one tackle break. And an incredible try set up by Murray Tawalangi. That was unreal. The fact that he got that offload away was just incredible. Murray Tawalangi himself got 151 metres, a try assist, 52 post-contact metres, two tackle breaks, two line breaks, two offloads, and officially classed as a magician after that offload. I'm sorry, can't get over it. He's an absolute freak. Murray Tawalangi, remember the name. I would honestly say that he is a smokey for that Queensland Origin squad as well, Murray Tawalangi. If he's eligible for Queensland, he's definitely a smokey in my opinion. But the man of the match, the man of the match was Ruben Cotter yet again. You look at his stats, 169 metres, 31 post-contact metres, three line breaks, one line break assist, 40 tackles, one miss. Huge, huge performance from the Cowboys. Huge performance from Ruben Cotter. 
That sums up your magic round in terms of the fantasy. Didn't have the best week. I'm telling you right now, I didn't have the best week. And that's because the teams I thought were going to go well didn't. And therefore, some players didn't get as much points as others. I ended up ending the week with 692 points. Players of the round, Ruben Cotter, 68 points. Isaac Targo, 67 points. The rest of my team got 60 and under. So you can see why I got 692 and not something a bit higher. I believe I was versing the 40-20 podcast and I lost. He got 719 points. I got 692. So he only just scraped the win there. It was one player versus three of my players. You can see how I sort of ended the week. In terms of trades going into this weekend, I've traded Talakai out. He hasn't been getting me good points as of late. And I've got Viliami Kikau. I traded out Xavier Coates and got Stefan Crichton. So I'm getting a bit more Penrith in this side. In total, I have got one, two, three, four, five, six Penrith players in this side. And I reckon they're going to chalk me up a lot of points over the next few weeks. And then in terms of tipping, you already know, three from eight, didn't go really well. The only tips I got right were South Sydney, the Penrith Panthers, and the North Queensland Cowboys. Everything else I got wrong had an absolute Jeremy Crocker shocker. Thank you for choosing Big Lezzers League and all rugby league experience. Recommend this podcast to a friend, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Well,